It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. We're back. Joe, Where? <laughs> what is it that we could possibly begin this podcast talking about? That's Joe Lanahan, by the way. San Antonio, Texas. I'm James Smith in Austin, Texas. Go. So did you survive the snowpocalypse? Snowvid. We just had this conversation. I, I think my daughter's friend call, friends call it Snowvid, and, uh, but Snowpocalypse came up as well. Yeah, we survived. We're... <laughs> We're in pretty good shape. I, I'm uh, as as I mentioned on an ODP call with a bunch of national staff. They saw me in my house, and I was wearing a stocking cap and a sweatshirt. And somebody said, "You look cold," and I was cold because we kept the heat low, but we never lost it. We we almost never lost it. We we lost it for about twenty hours total, but spread out over three dif- distinct sort of time periods. Um, but never lost water, any of that kind of stuff. So altogether, we are very, very, very fortunate. How about you? Yeah, it was good. So we lost power over a three, four-day period as well. I mean, not constant. I mean, it wasn't constant kind of no power, so we were kind of lucky there. Um, but I had plenty of firewood and a fireplace. My mom came over and kind of hung out for three, four days. That's good. And, um, yeah, we just burned firewood. Um, we ran out of firewood, so I had to go chop you know, more firewood. which was Very manly. I had not done that for years and years it's and hard you used and, to do that when i was a kid yeah and uh and you know it's i mean it was just strange and i and and in san antonio the strangest part was the snow on thursday oh yeah it just snowed all day on thursday right. and i don't think it snowed in like north texas or houston but like just snowed and i mean it was just kind of surreal and then it was all gone on friday afternoon Hey, listen, you've lived here for most of your life. Is this, where does this rank, you know, from, from a, you know, winter, winter storm standpoint? Um, Can you recall a different, this is something that happens every 30, 40 years. I mean, I recall something back in the mid eighties where the entire city of San Antonio shut down because we got like a foot of snow. Right. And it, it, and it stayed cold. So it iced up, but I remember it for different things because I because we lived on a hill, so all the kids oh, built yeah. a huge little, like you know, a toboggan down the hill, and yeah. you know that's what I remember from because I was like eleven or whatever. Best right? thing so, ever, yeah. And um, so that was great, and um, but uh, yeah, I don't remember this happening. I mean, it was pretty bad, like four or five years ago in North Texas during during the Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl was up there. Yeah, I remember. But this was, it was just the thing that made it bad was the power outages. For sure. Well, and the yeah. water issues, which you know we're not going to get into the political realm here, but you know it's just it was it was very crazy and surreal. That's what it was. The the thing that at least so I'm you know I've been here for almost ten years, so I have not experienced anything quite like this. This is pretty amazing, but just from a what I've read historically, I mean the thing that was unique about this is there's 254 counties in Texas, and every single one of them froze. Whereas, as you were talking about during the Super Bowl, I even remember this, the Pittsburgh Green Bay Super Bowl that was held in Dallas. And that was in its low 20s, and there was a huge ice problem. But I think it didn't spread southward, right? Like, it didn't go to Houston. Not that far down. I mean, it was colder there. Right. But as far as the temperatures are concerned, it was just so weird that it was in single digits in Antonio, Texas. Yeah. And then, like, two days later, it was on, we had, like, a little bit of a warm spell on Wednesday where it got up to like the like the high 30s. I was walking around outside going, this is this is so warm. And I know exactly. You know, I mean, I'm like, really? This is like this is so this is how they get through the winter up there. Yeah. So, Amazing. Um, and, and 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 we don't have a winter here in Texas. We have a cold front season. Yeah. You know, that sounds normally right. it gets cold, it goes away two or three days later. Like it got cold, stayed here for a week, which is just odd. 
Well, I, I actually really love cold weather, but this was accompanied by such a huge pain in the rear end that it was not good. Like, obviously, I, I had two coaches who live in downtown Austin. They're young guys, you know, and they were without power for four days. And, you know, I said, just come stay at the house. And they're like, no, we're going we're gonna to stick it out. So I knew people that were in pretty, not dire, but just very uncomfortable positions. Um, and so I don't want to minimize that. So, but we were, we were good altogether. Yeah, we had to cancel practices, obviously. I mean, we're an outdoor facility. The temperatures are ridiculous. Um, I, ha- I, w- I will say uh, my boss, Mark, wanted to have swim practice last Wednesday. And I have a feeling the parents went to him and said, are you crazy? We can't even drive. It's like the roads are so icy. So, yeah, there's some repairs that are still uh, need to be done uh, to Mickey, the pool that we practice at. Um, but it was not I mean, canceling practice is one thing, but apparently, you know, there's all these other things that went on that uh, were canceled as well. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there was the side fair water pole tournament, the side fair shootout that, um, that was scheduled for February 13, 14, like, you know, kind of Chris Ellis and the CFWPC. Yeah. Like they had 20 plus teams that were there all from around Texas that were going to go play from all ages, from 12, all the way up to 18s. And, just it's it's unfortunate you know that they had to cancel that because of the weather um and um and that was more of it just you know it was like the weather was coming through on that sunday right and you know nobody knew what the roads were going to be like and kind of and kind of and, and when it was going to come in so they kind of just i think they the school district canceled it out of an abundance of caution yeah and um and then this past weekend you had the north texas winter um like the winter tournament up in at the Louisville oh, oh, Westside Pool, where there were twelve teams coming in from out of state for eighteens, and they had to cancel it. Yep. I mean, and uh, and I and I feel for all those teams that had plane tickets. I'm, I'm and I'm sure they got their I'm sure they got their money back, and I'm sure that they were thinking that they always might have to cancel it because of COVID. I don't think they thought it was going to be canceled because of weather. Right. Exactly. Um. But uh, and that was and that was more just you know these pools you don't know what happens to these pools like kind of kind of kind of where the pools part of of the rolling blackouts and such right and so like you know and people couldn't get to the pools to check them out so you know they did like if you can't get into the pool it's been and it's been like for a week and you're not going to be able to see it to thursday friday they like you know you have to be proactive and cancel it because you don't want the team like flying in and then all of a sudden they don't have a place to play Hey, do you know if the airport's closed up in North Texas? Because they did here in Austin, I'm assuming, in San Antonio, too. Um, I don't think DFW fully closed. Okay. But it, it still would, yeah. I mean, because it's one of the biggest airports in the world, right? Yeah. So, and I'm sure the Houston, the big, uh, yeah, the big airport there probably didn't close either. I think most of San Antonio did close. Probably most of Austin closed. Those are small sure. airports. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know any of the details there. But, yeah, it's just, it's just, it was a, it was a crazy last 10 days or so. Nothing like it. Um, had to cancel ODP this weekend. That was supposed to take place in Round Rock on Sunday. Um, that was really because we got bumped. Um, there was a big swim meet scheduled for last weekend, which, uh, again, outdoor facility, so that was insane. It was not going to happen. And there was always a contingency that that meet would get moved if, in case of weather. Uh, so it did. So, yeah, we had to cancel ODP. Um, Austin College was supposed to f- play a couple games in Air Force. I, re- I geez, this week has been so bizarre that I, I, it seems like 12 years ago when I saw the tweet coming out of Austin College that we're not traveling anywhere, you know, and for obvious reasons, for weather reasons. So it's, it's been, it's been insane. Oh yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, stuff stuff is scheduled. Stuff is happening here soon. I know we're to talk about high school later, but you got that. You got um, the state high school girls swim meet was pushed back from this past. That's right. To to early next week on a Monday Tuesday for a state championship swim meet is just again weird, bizarre, and um, and you know it's. I mean, there's everybody has to kind of adjust and adapt and move forward and. That's like, you know, that's what, it, that's what 2020, 2021 is. We thought it was only going to be 2020. Right. And now it's 2020, <laughs> Totally true. So, um, and, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what this high school season is going to be like. That's what the ODP is going to be like. That's what this, like, you know, the tournaments this spring, the tournaments this, uh, like this summer, it's all, it's going to be like, um, get ready for change. Right. Yeah. And you're going to have to adjust and adapt on the fly sometimes. Um, and uh, not Texas news, but uh, international. Like the field is now set for the Olympics. Actually, one of the biggest reasons I even want to mention it is because every piece of evidence that shows me that the Olympics are going to take ha- take place, which we've questioned for months, is very good news. So the draw is complete. The groups are done. The um, American women who should be favored for a goal uh, are in Group B with Russia, Japan, Hungary, and China. And uh, that's, you know, again, a very doable group. The men, USA men, I would say, um, got the better group. So they're in with South Africa, Hungary, Greece, Japan, and Italy. Hungary, Greece, and and Italy are, and Japan's a pain in the butt. But the the other three are really talented teams. But better, I would think, to be in that group than with Croatia, Serbia, Spain, and Montenegro. That's And Australia as well. Those are good teams. So anyway, that's done. Um, And uh, that is... uh, apparently on the calendar my understanding is from people who might know pretty well that this is a kind of a done deal that uh, japan is going to happen i think the olympics are too big of a thing not to happen again in one form or another right and if you want more details on that just go to txwaterpolo.com and there'll be a little probably link to that from for that story about the about the brackets and such for the Olympics. And or totalwaterpolo.com. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Um, high school season's coming up. We're going to come back and talk about that in just a second. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. James Doke, TX Water Polo Podcast, a week after the freeze. The high school season is around the corner. You mentioned in the first segment about uh, swim, you know, swim championships have been pushed off uh, for reasons of weather and so on. But it doesn't mean that the uh, high school water polo season is not around the corner. As a matter of fact, my club is hosting a tournament on the 5th and 6th uh, in Round Rock. Um, so good news. Um, and then uh, we have plans, Joe. We do. It's going to be fun. We have to 
we have to remember what yeah what we did last year. Yeah, it was a lot last year, and do it again. It was a lot. Yeah, we're gonna do fewer, I think, this year. Um, last year we we really spread it out so that there was a lot of selections, and you know, I'm sure that was really cool for a lot of people, but it's also a lot of work. So, uh, boy player of the week, girl player of the week, and newcomer of the week is what we're gonna work on this this season. Um, so you should you should hear about that basically every week of the high school season. We'll also do the uh, weekly poll of coaches. So we will have the official TXWaterPolo.com high school poll um, from throughout the state. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll and, return and with that. the preseason poll coming out next week. I know. Won't that be interesting? Because uh, as we were talking about off air, it's like, you know, you you would think just instinctively you go, oh well, you know, Denton Guy are like that's a very very good team, and they're like, nope, everybody graduated. So who is it going to be? You know, St. Mark's obviously very very talented. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I think Denton Guy are still going to be very very good for both boys and girls. Yeah. So and um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 who knows? I mean, are there kids opting out and choosing not to play? It'll be interesting. Good question. I mean, and, it'll be interesting to take the preseason poll and see what it's like at the end of the season. Have you heard anything about people not wanting to play? I, I'm uh, that's fascinating. I have not heard that. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm just assuming I've not heard uh, specifics, but I'm just okay. assuming that there's probably going to be some kids, you know, kind of maybe like, you know, the big time year round swimmer just may not do it, this Got year it. because of this yeah. or something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, I hope that they don't. Um, I hope it's been proven that, you know, we can, have you know water polo tournaments on on a safe basis and and not be a super spreader event or anything like that exactly um but um yeah i mean i think there's tournaments starting um you're hosting one there's a couple tournaments in north texas i'm sure there's a couple tournaments in houston as well yep um there's even a tournament down in the rio Grande valley the same weekend on march on march 5th and 6th so, oh, i'm so glad that's still going on great yeah i mean and it's going to be a, it's going to be a ton of different people playing i mean and it just again, this season is going to be about getting through the season. But we will hopefully highlight the like the top teams, the like the better games, and you know some players of the week, some kids that did a, a little bit better. So yeah, you Rio Grande Valley uh, fans of this sport, you better be sending me suggestions for players of the week. I'll tell you that much right now. We got it. We want it from all over the state. So uh, that's my admonition. Go ahead, Landero. Um, the and then, Joe, I, how many emails did I get about refereeing this last week? It was suddenly there's this, just an explosion. So maybe you can fill us all in on what's going on with Tasso and the rest of the the refereeing stuff. We are continuing the interviews today with Justin Pudwell in a little bit. Right. Um, Justin Pudwell is on the Tasso Water Pole Division Board. Um, they've been working real hard the last five, six, seven weeks about getting everything ready for, for this upcoming season. And finally, it's yeah, it's set, and they put out the steps to referee. They put out the steps to request referees. You know, so a lot of information is coming out. And, yeah, I mean, it's a bit rushed here, but, you know, this is a this is the first year. This is, again, there's COVID issues. There was the free – like, all this would have been out last week, right? Right. But, you know, but the issue happened last – yeah, about, about the weather last week. So, you know, this is going to be the first year. Um, and the Tosa Water Pole Division is going gonna, is gonna to be a great thing, I think, for uh, Texas high school water pole. Um, and it, and, and I think it's going to become a better product this year. Then they're just going to build on it for next year and then kind of and then just build on it for fall 22. Yeah. It's going to be wow, amazing. Yep. Um, okay. Well, we'll come back with that conversation that Joe had with Justin Pudwell right after this. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr. 
And when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. Uh, today we have Justin Pudwell. Uh, uh, Justin Pudwell is the former head coach at, at uh, Whittier College in, yeah, in, yeah, in Southern California. He actually grew up and played at Baytown Sterling High School. In just uh, in East Houston, and he's also the lead um, referee for the Texas um, for the Houston area for high school water polo. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. It's a much better uh, weather this Tuesday than last Tuesday, that's for sure. So you survived the snowpocalypse? I I did survive the snow snowpocalypse. I. Uh, did not think it would ever get that cold for that many days in a row in Houston, Texas. <laughs> and, then, ever. Yeah, and then, and then with no power and water at some points and stuff like that. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to run businesses. Uh, we were fortunate. We never lost power or um, water at our house, which was, um, we were very, uh, we're probably one of like the 5% maybe in, in the Houston surrounding area. Um, so we were really fortunate in that realm, but the, uh, the coffee shops definitely went through their own struggles. So, but we're, we're back to full power as of yesterday. Uh, so we're back to full power. Um, the Texas high school swim season is wrapping up this, uh, this weekend and early next week. We got the Texas high school water polo season starting on March 5th and 6th. The first competitions are happening. Um, and we have a new referee organization this year it's called tasso water polo um just tell us uh, like kind of what is tasso water polo so tasso water polo is the the new organization it, you know tasso the the organization itself is a officiating uh, group you know that um controls kind of seven other sports in uil um football being the biggest but they have basketball softball volleyballs um, so basically what we've been doing over the past five, six weeks is kind of creating the water polo arm of Tasso. Um, you know, so we're basically, you know, setting the, I guess, groundwork for the water polo organization. Um, it, it's quite exciting because it, it, it's bringing the water polo officials in the state of Texas, a much more professional and structured environment, which was highly needed um, in my opinion uh, in compared to the past. So um, once we get everything nailed out, you know, which hopefully will be in the coming, you know, couple of months, we'll be, you know, close to a hundred percent set in stone, but it's, uh, it's definitely an exciting time. So like you just mentioned that you for the last like kind of a month and a half or so you guys have been working. So how are you involved with Tasso and kind of what and explain your kind of leadership role in Houston? Yeah. So right now my current position in Tasso is the treasurer, um, but as also I am the Houston area representative. So um, there's five of us all together um, who kind of came together uh, to kind of brainstorm and structure the Tasso water polo organization. Um, and so we basically have been setting up um, educational pieces, officiating, 
structures, working on policies, bylaws, operating procedures, and then um, getting all of the um, tests together, the clinic information, uh, which will be a, a little bit on the light side, I guess, to this year uh, compared to what we'll have in the future. But, you know, with such a rush, um, we'll have enough to kind of get started, you know, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. Um, so that's kind of my role right now in TASA. We're, we're just basically kind of getting the footwork started. Um, my other, I guess, role is the Houston area lead official. So I'm kind of in charge of all of the officiating problems, communication. Um, you know, I, I'm really kind of like the, the backbone of uh, the officials and kind of support. So in years past, like last year, I ran, you know, three or four clinics. I'm, I'm really interested in the educational pieces and making the professional uh, professionalism of the officiating uh, in Houston and not only in Houston in the state, just kind of get up to uh, a level to where I, I think um, I think we can grow. Um, and we did a great job last year and uh, we were just kind of getting started and then all of the COVID stuff. So um, right now trying to get all of our officials in Houston registered through TASO, getting organized, making sure that we have the first weekend of games covered and scheduled so that the uh, the athletes and coaches can get a season this year. Yeah, for those that are wondering, TASO is the Texas Association of Sports Officials. Um, and you kind of, and you kind of hinted at kind of the, like a couple positives kind of like, you know, earlier in the interview about uh, like just about TASO, kind of kind of go over the general positive. I mean, from what I see so far, it's the website's great. The testing, yeah, the testing's great. Just kind, kind, kind of. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I mean, I think it's going to give us a much easier access to information, right? So um, the test, we actually, uh, which Angela Uno's been working on. She she helped with the creation of the testing piece of it, and then she also has a slideshow and video, which is great, and it's up on. Um, up on their website now for people to actually, our officials go to watch. Um, they provide insurance driving two games, which is great um, through the organization, um, plus all of their structure that they have had in place for, oh man, I think it's, I want to say, oh, it's like over 30 years. Um, and just the professionalism that they, they provide and the support to not only the Tasso Water Polo Board, but to the officials, you know, um, we are now covered like a real organization, um, which I really like. Um, their structure and setting off into chapters. So eventually soon the, the water polo Tasso board and we'll have a Houston area, a, you know, Austin, what is that Rio Grande Valley area, Dallas Fort Worth area, we'll all have certain chapters. So, um, I think Tasso, to me personally and professionally, I think they just provide us the ability to grow and to get better at our craft. And I think that's something where we were just a little bit hindered in kind of direction. And so I think that's the biggest thing they provide, you know, for us and what we've been trying to do is the the first Tasso board is just kind of see how well and, and how professional and how much we can grow in our organization. And I think by 
even at the end of this season by next year, it's going to be, you know, leaps and bounds from what we've had in the past. Yeah. And that's, and then, and that's a good thing. Like it's going to be club this year, club, club next school year. And then it's just building to that fall 22. And correct. uh, And I mean, I I just think it's just great uh, job that, yeah, that you guys are doing now. So for those that are listening, so what are the steps to become a referee for, for high school waterfall? It's super easy. If you just log on to the Tasso website, you'll see right there in the kind of lower part of the top of the screen, it says new, I believe it's new official. And you click that button, it will ask you to sign up, fill out some preliminary um, information, and then they will initiate the first part of the uh, official registration process. So um, if you guys are thinking about becoming officials, I highly think you do it. Do it now and early because they do do a background check. So um, once the background check gets cleared, which could take two hours and it could take two to three days. So um, once they clear you on your background check and you pay your $40 for the registration fee, then um, you can take your test and watch the online presentation, the video, and then you will be ready to officiate games. And yep. so from that, it's, it's, it's a real simple, real easy process. All right. So now, so for all those, for all, for all those people that are thinking about maybe refing or not refing, why should they ref? They should ref. I think if you're involved in water polo and, and you, you don't want to, or you can't coach because of the time commitment, I think the best thing about officiating um, is you can kind of select when you want to be involved and when you don't, you know, and that's a a nice thing to be able to have. Um, If you have upcoming things going on, um, you know, you can kind of, I always said it while I was a coach, you know, an official gets to show up 15 minutes before the game, do their game and then leave. And that's all the amount of time they're tied to that particular match. Um, You know, so I think there's a lot of flexibility there Two, We need officials. We need officials. And, I think in from what people have told me and what I've seen in years past, I could see there being a little drawback from being involved. Um, You know, whether it be the leadership in the organization, uh, the financial, uh, I guess, aspect to being an official Um, going forward, it's going to be a highly, I, I think, a highly respectable thing to be a water polo official and be involved. Um, plus once we get into UIL, I think, you know, the uh, financial incentive will actually match what the actual um, commitment to being an official (laughs) uh, requires, which, you know, in years past, it hasn't been, and we've been trying to work on that, which now we're actually getting there, you know, and that's great. Um, And then, you know, lastly, if you've been involved in water polo, whether you're a parent, a former athlete, a coach who doesn't coach anymore, um, it gives you a way to be involved in the sport. And we always talk about that. And it always sounds so cliched, like, oh, you know, it's a way to give back and a way to be involved. But it is. Um, It it truly is. And our sport is very much like that. It's it's close knit. It's it's a rare sport at times, you know, like there you can run into 10 people and say, I'm a water polo official and they'll have no idea what you're talking about, you know, or like, Oh, I saw that in the Olympics once. Um, 
so we need that kind of close knit community to, to be able to be involved in whether you want to call it give back or actually it's part of a job that you do. Um, I think the, the Tasso water polo organization would be something that people are going to be highly impressed with. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, and now for coaches, right. So, um, what are their steps that they need to do to get their games covered, whether it's the weekday games or like a tournament on the weekend and such like that? Yeah, so most of the area lead officials have sent um, the steps and forms to the TISCA area chairs. So um, they're in charge of getting that out to the coaches who have um, indicated that they are going to participate this season. Um, it's real easy. It's one form and it will be, um, once you fill it out and submit your schedule, then it will be sent off to the Houston area or the area assigner, um, whatever, you know, location that you're at, um, and, or the area lead official, which I get both for, for ours. Um, and, you know, there are a little bit more um, steps that we're asking and that's just so much steps is just trying to be diligent on time. You know, your schedule needs to be submitted 10 days before. Um, we understand this year, you know, this season might have some changes with the COVID protocols and all of that good stuff. And we're gonna try and be as flexible as possible, but we need to make sure we get the schedules in as soon as possible just to help our signers out um, and our officials. Um, but once they fill out that form, it goes in, we'll be able to schedule games and, and get them taken care of. Yeah. Also, and then, as you mentioned, it's just crazy with COVID and snowpocalypse. Yeah. Last week, this, we're getting all this, this is a new organization this year. On top of all that, we have new rules. <laughs> new rules. Yes. And, uh, Water polo, always new rules. So there are, but these are significant new rules this year from last year. The good thing is, is it's the same rules that, uh, USA water polo level, the like the college level and the high school level. That that's the first time in 30, 40 years that that's been the case. So what are your thoughts on the new rules that are coming up? I think okay, one, to have NCAA high school and USA water polo very much, let's say like 95% the same is a very good thing. Um that hardly ever happens, which it makes it way harder for officials to remember like, oh, I'm at a high school game or I'm at a USA water polo game or I'm repping NCAA, you know, and, and there were significant changes to each different organization. So having it be streamlined is great. Um, there are some of the rules that I, the newer rules that I, I definitely agree with and I think it, make it makes it easier on the officials. And there are some other ones that just kind of give them more to do. Um, I will be happy. Let's just say when we don't see a water polo, major water polo rule change for five years, because <laughs> since I've been involved, the rules have changed dramatically. I mean, and it just goes, it's, it's every two, three years, we go through some sort of crazy rule change. And it's like, I don't know the water polo gods to be just figure out something and let's stick with it. You know, um, let's just stick with it, you know, make it fan friendly and stick with it. So 
once we get there, I'll be happy, but that's just a personal thought, you know, um, I'm, I don't think we're ever going to get there, by the way. I think it's going to, everybody needs to keep tinkering with it. Although I do like some of the new rules this year. I was a little hesitant, you know, kind of, uh, until I saw them in play. Um, like just popping the ball up, you have to pop the ball up now. Um, yeah. um, that that eliminates the three seconds or the reasonable amount of time. It, it used to be a very big subjective gray area. Now it's black and white. You know, there yeah, there's a Correct. line there. That's everybody kind of kind of gets it. I do like the concept of, the foul from behind and you can call the penalty shot. Yeah. With them. Yeah. Without them having the ball. I like that. Um, just because that's a safety factor, you know, there was yeah. two things that that would I, like people would let that go on. And then as just a coach and X's and O's, I do love how the goalie can go past half. Yeah. I mean, it, it will definitely add a twist. Um, I have two different facets looking at it. Right. So you look at the the officials facet and even as a coach as as I was a coach for a long time I want the official to be able to have the easiest job possible right like I don't to, to make it so subjective and so gray is is hard on 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 coaches and it's hard on officials right because it can go from your interpretation to the next and then the uh what is it the you know realm of acceptable calls you know yeah. there's that whole whole business as well but um there we are we're at a start so the popping the ball up it's clear and visible to everyone and it makes the official's job much easier um, less thinking correct and that's what it should be i mean it's not just so much less thinking it's like everybody knows now everybody sees it right from the fans to the coaches to the athletes the position inside five meters you know, finally rewarding position. And then I don't want to say like giving somebody a bailout call by saying, well, he had the ball in his hand, you know, and it's like, yeah, but the defender's in horrible position. So he's going to get punished. Me as a coach, if I would have had that the way that we played, you know, 10 years ago at Whittier, we would have drew 900 penalties a game, <laughs> where now it just seems it, I, I like that portion of it and it it's just gonna um it, it it makes the officials job a lot easier right and and I like that portion of it it rewards the offense punishes the defense and makes the officials job easier I think everybody's got to kind of be happy about that um I yeah so I don't really have any um I mean, the, it, there's some inter interesting stuff being able to shoot from, you know, a corner throw, I think is unique. Adding the goalie, being able to cross half and, and have all privileges as a field player could, you know, you're down by one with 25 seconds left and a coach calls timeout. Like, I'm interested to see what they come up with. Yeah, right? the seven on six or even seven on five or whatever. Correct. So, yeah, so there, there's the, – in, in advancement of the game, um, I don't think that that should be able to add, you know, a whole new thing for, for coaches to think about, um, which is good. Um, you know, other than that, um, I think the, the implementations are going to be unique and it might take some of the high school um, athletes and coaches a little time to adjust to as, as well with the officials, right? Because we just, you know, unless they were officiating USA games, USA water polo games, which there hasn't been a ton of those as well. We're all going to be learning all of the new rules 
and applying them together. Um, so it, it'll be unique, but I think at least we're in, it's a, it's a step forward for water polo. Hey, it's going to be, everyone will hopefully be on the same page April 1, you know, so it'll take, yeah. it, it'll take a couple weeks and, but, um, but it's going to be fun. Um, I thank you for all your, your efforts over the past few weeks. I thank you in advance of all the efforts this upcoming first tournament and, <laughs> and the first season. But uh, but thank you, Justin, kind of so much for this. I appreciate it. No problem. That was Joe's conversation with Justin Pudwill, all about refereeing. Um, he's a good talker. So I, I mentioned, you know, the, that he talks basically just about refereeing, obviously some storm related stuff, but I love when he talks about, you know, working at Whittier and, that, you know, really interesting stuff. So, um, so a reminder of a couple of things, in case you didn't know, you can get TX Water Polo gear. You just look it up on the site. There's a big link up there for shirts and suits and so on. Um, and uh, But I wanted to remind people of that. And what else is going on, if anything, Joe? What can you think of? No, just, you know, good luck to all the high school swimmers that are swimming at state. That's right. You know, yeah, like this weekend, I hope a few club water polo kids get in the finals and maybe swim well and win here or there. Um, and uh, was it just but kind of kind of, kind of good luck to everybody, um, and good luck to all the high school teams that are that have already started practicing or, or, or are starting next week, and good luck to all the hosts that are going to be doing their first um, high school water polo tournaments on March fifth and sixth, including you. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it, you're right. I've been you know browsing Twitter every once in a while. I mean, obviously this past week has been just a completely different phenomenon, but. Uh, it's so cool to see the teams that, and a lot of them are new, you know, that are starting. So um, high school teams, that is. So um, that'll be a really pleasant thing to see uh, for the remainder of the season. But other than that, I think we're done, Joe. Yep. It's, yeah, and we'll see you next week, guys. See you next week. Thank you for listening and telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. And thanks to our donors. And you can donate if you would like to at txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. But until next week, so long from Austin. Time to wait, I need to see you Got it all under control Got it all under control
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.